I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Last time on Downton Abbey, two men came to visit the house, Evelyn Napier and Kamal Pamuk. Lady Mary, she didn't want Napier. She wanted Pamuk, and Pamuk wanted her. The only problem was, he done died when he snuck in her bedroom. And all the ladies had to move the body back to his bed. So some people saw. Who saw? We don't know. Let's talk about what happened here on the Lords of Grantham podcast. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, and we're talking into the proper input on our recorder. Yeah, I mean, Lords of Grantham, we uh, we promise you a quality material here, and we're going to give it this time. We- yeah, we apologize. We hope the past two weeks you guys have stuck with us. Yeah, so what happened was uh, we were recording episodes, and we have a recorder, and we just had the cord plugged into the wrong side of the recorder. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that's a first world problem. But you know what? We wanted to give you guys the audio as it was. Thanks for sticking around. Hopefully... Yeah. We don't do things like that again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully and, you were entertained. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what we really care about. Did you like what you were listening to? Hit us up. Yeah. Either way, if you don't or if you do. So, what is there to talk about? Episode four. I mean, so is there anything, any questions left unturned from episode three? There's one question that I think episode four answers handily, and we'll get to it when we get there. Okay, okay. Well, I was talking more about like uh, any trivia or anything, any questions that we had out loud. I don't, I don't think so. There was think... one. There was one question of, of uncertainty that I believe is answered in episode four. And if you're the fact that you're not answering means you're a little perplexed. No, I, I was. Get... I, I meant more in regards to like uh, historical or uh... oh, historical. No, no, we're on, we're on top of our facts. We're learning. Okay. Yeah. Episode four. Yes. The fair comes to town. <laughs> the fair. Yeah. Fun times happen in this episode. Th- this, honestly, to me, was a jam-packed episode. Every character seemed to have some hand in a plot. I have a long list of notes for this episode. Yeah, man, so do I. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing that happens in this episode is we have a, a new arrival to Downton. We have uh, the chauffeur, uh, Thomas Branson. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing to make clear is that he's Irish. He's from Ireland. He's Yep, he's very much Irish. And he loves history and politics. And he is not afraid out the gate to treat Lord Grantham like a like a, a friend. Yeah, yeah. Right out the gate, they talk about his library. It's like Carson walks in, he's like, Tom will be taking out books. And Carson, <laughs> why does he get to take out books? What does he want to learn? Yeah. Well, little do we know he's a socialist. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, just jumping head in on, on this. Uh the, yeah, the guy's politics, man. I I don't know about socialism. I associate that with uh, Russia and uh, everyone, you know, being equal and stuff. I don't like that kind of politics. They don't like it at Downton. Don't they, they, they? They don't like change. They can't. They, they can't find out about that. Yeah, as Grantham says, he's more. He's not. He doesn't like change. Matthew kind of likes change. Thomas here, he's a socialist. Yeah, you gotta keep that on the low. Yeah, but uh, I think we may be getting ahead of ourselves with that. 
Yes. Yes, indeed, we are. Yeah. So his name is, it didn't occur to them that to not name him Tom. There's yeah. another famous Thomas on the show, Brent. Yeah, that that becomes a point of confusion, I feel like, because when you're referring to Thomas, it's like, which one are you referring to? Because there's evil Thomas and then there's Irish Thomas. Well, he's Tom. He's not Thomas. Right. And moving on, a fun little piece of, of perhaps Lords of Grantham lore. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed this. No. There's a brief sequence after Tom is introduced where Cora and the Dowager are discussing where I forget who it is, is around or they're going to so-and-so's party and the party mm. that they're going to is Lady Anne McNair. Oh yeah. No, I took, I took a note of that. So <laughs> I, I made a, a small list of people that are referenced in this episode that we don't see. Cause this came up earlier in episode one where they keep talking about people off screen that we never see. So That's... when they talk about Lady Anne McNair, I want to, I want to see who the, cause my last name folks, it's, it's my full name is Corey McNair. And so if there's a Lady Anne McNair out there, I want to know what that lineage is. And I want to know if I have some, you know, money coming my way yeah, or something. I know this is a fictional TV show, but some of it's based in reality. I Googled the name to see if there was any historical context. And apparently there's like a wiki page. Of, for Lady Anne McNair? No, not Lady Anne McNair. For <laughs> named characters on Downton that have no appearance on screen. Wow. Okay. So, you know, Lady Anne McNair, she got the shout out on that. Yeah, spoiler alert, she doesn't show up and I'm still wondering where, where maybe she's in at. the maybe soon. Yeah. The the other character reference in this episode that we don't see is the former chauffeur Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Uh they talk about Taylor as if like, you know, Taylor, he was the chauffeur. He's yeah, gone he's, now. He's our, our friend Taylor. And they have that humorous exchange that that funny exchange where it's like, "Oh, he runs a tea shop now." I could never imagine myself doing that, Carson. And Carson's like, me neither, sir. I, I would rather die. It's like, <laughs> yeah, he'd rather die than <laughs> run a oh, tea shop. There's nothing wrong with tea. I mean, some people drink coffee. Some it's people England. Drink tea. It's like having a Starbucks. He, he got, he bought a Dunkin' franchise. Yeah, yeah. For all we know, this guy is the guy who put together, you know, the not Starbucks, but whatever the tea equivalent is of that. I don't, I don't know, Starbucks maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the other carry, uh, the, well, so that was a new thing to this episode. The big carryover from the last episode is Mary is now depressed. Yes, uh, and not the only one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as of this one, she really is. She's right. She claims to be dead inside, and then, uh, or doesn't have a heart. Rather, and Anna says, "Well, not to me." And it's like, I'm sorry, Anna. Mary doesn't have a heart right now. She she is uh, she's barely breathing. That Kumal Pramuk, <laughs> passing dead in her bed. Yeah, he 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 died, and he took a piece of her with him. Yeah, more than one piece, depending <laughs> on who you ask. Oh man, come on. <laughs> so another thing. Yeah. Let's not get too heavily invested in in Mary. Lady yeah. Mary. Okay. Fan favorite, favorite of the show. Mister mm-hmm. Mosley's got an issue. Oh. <laughs> God, man. We're going to get the Mr. Mosley already. This guy is like a D-level character. <laughs> He's not, he might be a C C C minus at worst. Uh, on a good day, he's a C minus. <laughs> but his his hands in this one. Yeah, no, it, it, it is. He's very modest. He doesn't ever want. He doesn't so want to expi- be. Explain he, his situation. He does not want to be any more than what he is. Right. So he comes. He's doing his work. Yep. And Isabel's like, let me look at your hands, and she thinks he has. Aristepolis. Right, because he has red hands. <laughs> like this weird thing going on in his hands. And he's like shy about it. Yeah. And the funny thing is, so like, you know, since she's been made like, uh, what was it? The 
she, on the board of the the, the, the hospital there because she saved lives in the second episode. Now she's in there rummaging through the thing, just pulling drugs out of there. Like, yeah, she, and they're like, something copper? Yeah. like <laughs> Something silver? I want to know what her limits are in terms of like access to all these drugs back there because God knows what like she could be putting out there on the, the Abbey. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. She, she could be infecting them. Yeah, she literally has free range of all the drugs and everything here. And it's like, should we trust this woman with what's going on here? It's just a bit much. And uh, I was reading up on uh, some... IMDb trivia about this episode. So apparently, uh, Mosley's infection, uh, erysipelas, it's uh, it, it's related to apparently the you know the guy who excavated King uh, Tut uncommon. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he died of that. <laughs> oh Jesus! This is some serious business for Mosley. <laughs> yeah, Mosley's in deep here, or so we think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, luckily, we have uh, Lady Crawley there to fix him. But does she fix him though? I guess we don't need to jump around the episode chronologically. No. No, no she doesn't. She doesn't know what she's talking In about fact, at all. In it, fact, it's a flip of what happened before. Yeah, yeah. It's a rude al- <laughs> the, allergy. The dowager's like, does your father have rue in his garden bed? And Mr. Mosley's like, yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah, he just has a basic allergy to a plant. So she's having him rub liquid copper on his hands. <laughs> and I, I love the the... the existential dread that he has about having to wear gloves because then he'd look like a, a footman and he's like i don't want to look like a footman we only see like he's the only person in the house that we even know yeah, like, yeah. what do we care if he looks like why does he care he has no peers yeah who's he gonna be embarrassing himself too it's just it's completely nonsensical I'm, I'm surprised we're talking about this early because it's just it doesn't matter <laughs> well perhaps it's best to get he's a he's a i think he's a fan favorite though Mosley? Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a sympathetic character, yeah. If you like Mosley, hit mm-hmm. us with the hashtag Team Mosley. <laughs> and if you don't like Mosley, say hashtag Nolesley. Okay. All right. So like Mosley with an N, like no. Nolesley. <laughs> okay. We'll tally <laughs> the results. Apologies to people out there whose real name is Nolesley. <laughs> You're just about to get some spam. You're going to get some Aristopolis cream, <laughs> spam, liquid yeah. copper, and... Something. Oh yeah, what was what was the Dodgers comment like? What is it? You preparing him to dress armor for war or whatever? Like, <laughs> turn him into a statue. R- real good burn there, Dodger. <laughs> Dodger also has a fun moment with uh, cousin Matthew's swivel chair. Oh my God. Okay, so let's go back on, on track. So you know everything's going on with Mary with her her being so depressed and everything. But on the sidelines is uh, uh the Dowager trying to figure out that how this entail can be like taken off of Matt and Matthew. And they can kind of like regain access to it, like or like, is there a different way to keep hold on to this money? Because Matthew's not not seeking the money, not yet. He seems like a noble enough dude at this point in time. Like he's not trying to take the money. No, he he does by the end of the episode see that like, oh, there's a future for me at down building cottages. Cottages. I didn't see myself doing this. And it's like, dude, if you like building cottages, that's good for you, I guess. Yeah, we'll do you. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, it might be more fun than practicing law wherever he's practicing. Consider, I mean. If someone told you you had a fortune and you could do mm-hmm. whatever you wanted, it's like, oh, I'm just going to hang around in this giant property and like do woodwork during yeah, the day. Rather than do the hardest job at the time to get a good pay. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Dowager is scheming with him to try and hold on to the money. And then Matt, and then, yeah, that's, she's sitting in a swivel chair. She, she like freaks out about the swivel chair. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, ooh. what is this thing doing? And they're like, oh, it's an American thing. <laughs> and like, I didn't realize swivel chairs was, were that American. I guess so. The things you learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know we just we live to swing out here, and that 
extended to our swivel chairs. I think that's one funny thing about that Downton always kind of does really well, and you're like, oh, I guess I never thought about the origin of the swivel chair. <laughs> yeah, Th- thankfully we got down to to let us know what's going on. <laughs> the little trivia. Yeah, and, and, and so in this episode, Matthew is talking to Grantham about. Well, uh, he's talking. He's he he's the player of this episode. Who Grantham? No, Matthew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all over the place. Because he's trying to figure out, like, you know, how to, like, handle himself with the intel or not, or, like, how to resolve that whole situation. And he's just trying to figure out the best option. Right. He's not trying to stab anybody in the back. Right. And then Grantham thinks he's, like, able to, like, kind of get him aside and like, sort things out. But then the Dowager walks in. Mary oh, walks geez. in. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's a another di- dinner yeah. gone wrong at Downton Abbey. That wasn't even dinner. That was the middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a bad day for for Grantham because as he says later in the episode, I need to retire and go to bed because he's just having a he's having a rough day. Yeah, n- indeed. Yeah. All right, and uh, another fun thing in this episode, we finally get a little bit of uh, forward motion with our our another friend of the podcast, William. Oh God, this whole <laughs> scenario is just. So frustrating. <laughs> I, I think this is a really funny subplot because it's like everybody is invested in it downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the fair is in town. Right. And William's trying to muster up the courage to ask Daisy. And I feel like if you've watched The Office, if you've seen any shows where there was one guy pining for another, I'm kind of sick of this plot on TV shows. Just make your freaking move and like say but that... D- you- Downton takes place... Yeah, a hundred years ago. Before yeah. the office. Right, right. But like William, have some backbone, dude. Like okay. Well what happens what happens is he tries to ask her and, and then he's like talking about it. Then unceremoniously just gets cut off by Thomas. Heel the cinch. Yeah. Mr. Thomas. I was, yeah. I was like one. he's like inhaling a cigarette and that's the smoke he's <laughs> like Do you want to go to the fair with me? Daisy? Yeah, yeah, no, it goes like <laughs> I was wondering, Daisy, would you Go to the fair with me, Daisy. And he just he doesn't even finish his statement either. Daisy's just like, and yes. The, and then William is super dejected. Yeah, he doesn't and, say anything. And a true favorable character, Mr. Bates. Oh, the, this is a great moment. I, I, like, I laughed I think, out like, loud. cigarette smoke is... You, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, he's got that really... Is that the first curse of the show? May, he's got that real gravel in his voice there when he says it. Like I, it that, means something. I didn't know. I was like, did he just call him a bastard? Yeah. And then I rewound it and put the captions on and watched it. And I was just, I had to watch it like five times. He says it directly to his face. You bastard. <laughs> oh, man. That, to get that pull quote. Oh, yeah. That, that's just you, so good. You bastard. But that's not all from Bates this episode. Like, let's keep moving this along. So William is just beside himself. He can't even speak to Daisy, which is absurd because daisy is so mousy and so like she's definitely on william's level like no slight to daisy she's pretty and she's great but she's like kind of insecure herself so like william just make your move man you, you shouldn't be intimidated by thomas no no i mean well but in you, the story thomas is kind of you think he should be intimidated by thomas i think thomas has a certain air about him yeah that perhaps he should be treated a certain kind of way yeah 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 well, and it, you know, so we think. Right. And this is all leading to the fair. But I think before we talk about the fair that goes on, the fun time, we got to talk about O'Brien. She actually has a, a huge uh, storyline this episode. Or no, Hughes, rather. She, oh, Mrs. Hughes. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's got like the sub A plot. Yeah. No, I have always gotten Hughes and O'Brien's names mixed up for O'Brien forever. is evil. Hughes is good. Right. But uh, yeah, so Hughes is having a night out. 
uh, for once. Like, never happens. Secret night out. Right. And the bizarre thing is she's trying to decide on what hat to wear, and she consults O'Brien on what hat to wear. So you're going to ask the woman who's evil and has no sense of style or whatever. Yeah, she wears she's, she's, I don't. I don't mean to be rude, but I think they <laughs> they go out of her way to make O'Brien as ugly and simple as possible. Would dowdy be the correct word? I don't know. <laughs> She's definitely... I'm not saying the actress is ugly, but they make O'Brien no, ugly. No, I've seen O'Brien in real life. She's a pretty woman. On the show, though, they She's really... Ugly. <clears throat> I don't want to call her ugly. <laughs> She's plain. I'd say plain. They make her as plain as possible, which is... Apparently... She's plain and evil, which means you're ugly. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing... She has an ugly heart. Yeah, let's be honest. Nothing more is more unattractive than pure evil. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we have to call it like we see it. Uh, so O'Brien is going to go out for the night, which is like sending Carson later into a fluster because it's just like, what are we to do? You know, she's not here and stuff. And people are like, calm down, Carson. There's not even a big dinner tonight for once. There's not going to be any drama in the house. <laughs> like, why are you worrying so much? Yeah, that's that does, you know. Mm-hmm. Carson, Carson's trying to hang. He's got a tough time, though, without Hughes. Yeah. yeah. We see these two... They have a fun relationship. Yeah, they're mingling a lot, but we don't, you know, they're just a professional relationship for the most part. But there's like a... They're kind of the the mother and father of the downstairs. Right. It's also kind of like when you... Yeah, that's true. Or when you work with people for a while, it's just like, you know, you just become intertwined with these people, like it or not. And they, that's just their relationship. They're really tight. Yeah. And then the, the, uh, do we want to just go to them at the fair? Yeah. No, I this think is, it's time to talk about the fair. So they're at the fair. Uh, O'Brien, the, O'Brien is there meeting a man. No, Hughes is there meeting oh, a man. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, Hughes is meeting a man. You bastard. <laughs> I'm trying here. <laughs> so Hughes is meeting a, a, another... Is it another Thomas? Uh, Thomas Barnes? Is that his name? I didn't write it down. I know it's Barnes is the is the correct name, but I'm just trying to remember. It's, it's a man from her past. Joe Burns. Wait, Joe Burns? Joe Burns. Are you serious? B U R N S? Like like Mr. Burns. I could have swore they said Barnes repeatedly throughout the episode. He just a British accent. You wouldn't want to be a Barnes. Mr. Barnes? I had it with captions Barnes. on. <laughs> I think Wikipedia's kind of got a, a typo there. This is things. the Downton Wiki. DowntonAbbey.wikia.com. Shout out. What's up? Yeah, I, I, I guess I can't deny that. So there's a, a Joe Barnes on the scene trying to win over Miss Hughes. And uh, they have, they're having a fun time there. Yeah, he wins her a little doll made of straw. Okay, so the game they're playing there, let's talk about the fair games. That is the simplest game ever. He's throwing a little hoop around the thing that's right in front of him. Like, he doesn't even have to try there. I want to go to those. I mean, if, if carnivals were meant to to rip you off your of your money, yeah, this is... They're not getting any. They're not ripping anybody off. It's all little dolls made of straw. Yeah, everyone's going to walk out of there with a prize. Like, no one's losing there. And I do like the the... The, how this 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 toy that's mm-hmm. made of straw and like fabric yeah. is so con- contrasting to the Downton very buttoned up right a scarecrow type doll yeah and then you know after the fair they go I don't you know they f- have a full on date and for some mm. reason this really stuck out to me like they have a Dutch camera angle as they're sitting inside like through the glass of where they're at the pub at having their date it's like at a really odd angle and it's like what why like what is so obtuse about this this date here. Um, but he he's actually interested in her marrying him. Yeah, and he has been for a while. This is it's weird. Yeah, this man has is a widower, right? And now he's like, I'm a widower, so let's go to my the girl that I tried to get first. <laughs> yeah, missed out on. Maybe this time will be the chance. It'll yeah. work out. No, and it's funny. This is like a big night for uh, Hughes. Like she never gets out or anything. It reminded me of that 
that Simpsons episode where Apu goes out and like has a party in seven minutes. Like Hughes has a night. She goes to the fair. She gets a marriage proposal. She has a date. She, she does gets a, a straw doll. <laughs> yeah, it's a busy night for her. But we'll see what happens with her though, because the fair is still going on. And guess who sees them at the fair? Oh God, a uh, ragtag group. <laughs> Thomas, Daisy, William, and uh, Gwen. Is Gwen there? Yeah, Gwen. Gwen is the one with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Thomas is just being a dick. And they like, see they see the date of Mrs. Hughes and the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, Hughes is getting her a, a he says it later, but like a nasty man. <laughs> like, what, what, what are you, this is some assumption there that she's just with a man. He's a nasty man. He's a nasty man. He, he's up to something. Uh, maybe because he's a farm guy. That I mean, it just He just looks like a nasty man. But uh, yeah, Thomas is just a stick in the mud and, date. And, well, not really. He's just trying to get William out of there. Well, I, yeah. And he succeeds. I think he's a bad. William like runs away crying. <laughs> he does. He's so weak. But like, I mean, Daisy just can't see through it that Thomas is just a terrible date. She like, she thinks he's like, you know, being a hot shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll get to that follow through soon enough with that terrible date. Uh the other thing at the fair was uh Marion Matthew, which isn't too like, you know, I don't know, essential to the episode. They're just kind of like, you know, flirting and going back and forth. But the thing that really stood out to me was, again, the the carnival game that they're playing where you're throwing like a ball at like this like target and they don't, they only show like one or two throws from Matthew. But if you pay attention, he is terrible. (laughs) He can't even hit the mark at all. He's not even close. So like when I said it's like easy to win prizes, he's playing the wrong game. He's just, he should be doing the little ring around the straw man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, he, it's awful. Anyone watching the episode, go back and watch it. He just can't hit the broadside of a barn with that ball. Uh, but anyways, so that is pretty much it for the fair. Everyone has a fun time. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's pretty much it for the fair. That's true. They get outside of the house. Uh, but the, the, the immediate confrontation after that whole fair though, is back to Thomas, <laughs> you know, wishing Daisy a good night and who's there, but Bates in like his white shirt to throw him up against the wall <laughs> by his, by his neck. He, he just roughs him. Bates, okay. So, so this is a huge contrast from what we just saw Bates because while the fair is going on, Anna has been sick the whole episode. Oh, and Bates is, is a sweet 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 man yeah 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 and he brings her a meal yeah it's so sweet uh but like seeing him throw thomas up against the wall makes, makes me retroactively think about that whole thing because so he throws him up against the wall and th- he threatens him directly and says i want to punch the teeth through the back of your skull <laughs> <laughs> oh also before that though let's not get too ahead of ourselves when they yeah. first get back and they're all kind of trash talking the date oh yeah he looks at, at daisy Mm-hmm. And Mr. Bates goes, don't be so nasty. Yeah. It doesn't suit you. Right. As they also see William being comforted by like, O'Brien of all people. Or he's just hanging out with O'Brien at the table. <laughs> like, that's not company that this you want to like, hang you out gotta with. You got to hang out with that goblin at the table. <laughs> that ugly woman. <laughs> what a rough night for William, man. Uh But <laughs> Bates. But Bates, uh, he threatens... Uh, he, th- he threatens... Uh, a- physical violence <laughs> yeah against thomas but but this makes me rethink something so when we first watched the show way back years ago it became a thing in our group of friends where, where dave here would have a certain catchphrase for Bates for when he would call on anna 
you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Does the grumble? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nah. yeah. It's very. There's something menace behind it for some reason, and, and I think this is the first episode where we hear him say, "Anna," oh, because nah. <laughs> uh, like before he she comes, opens the door, and he offers the meal. It's like, wait, what? Like you can't be here. You're not supposed to be up here. Anna, oh, open the door. Anna, <laughs> you bastard. And that's the thing. I, he kind of says it sweetly, but after he like threatens Thomas, in my head now, I just hear him threatening like Beck and Anna. Anna, we have a meal. I have a meal. <laughs> it's just, it, I don't know. There's there's a mean streak to Bates, man. <laughs> oh, we, oh, yes, there is. <laughs> and he just, I don't know. It's hard for me to, to, to ignore it. Well, you it. think about it. These people t- tripped him and made him look like a goof. <laughs> For how long? Well, as we know, he also did it to himself because he fell down the episode, <laughs> so it's not entirely on them. Oh, also, for what it's worth, this episode is um, two months after the events of Mr. P. Oh, my gosh, already. <laughs> we want to talk about time jumps. This is a relatively short jump of time. Yeah, yeah. So that was enough time. So, so there's I- been two more months of Thomas torturing Mr. Bates before he picks him up by the collar and oh my God. shoves him against the wall and throws him knock his teeth. <laughs> Let, let's just wrap up the storyline. So Pat Moore has a talking to with Daisy. <laughs> where, where she kind of sidestep what Thomas's problem is, but he's a troubled man. That he's she tells not him. a ladies' man. What do you think she's trying to tell Daisy here? We know exactly what she's trying. Do to you th- think she's trying to tell Daisy that he's gay? Yeah, really. I think there's a weird like understanding that he's gay. Because I, I don't know. I don't know if everyone thinks he's gay. He's think, not a ladies' man. I would say he's queer. I'd say I'd say they think he's queer. I don't. What's the difference? I, I don't know. I He's guess a troubled, <laughs> troubled man, a troubled soul. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. would you call him a troubled soul if you didn't know that he was gay? Because yeah, he's mousy. He's mousy looking, right? Um, he's a rat. He smokes cigarettes and he hangs out with O'Brien. I think that's enough to qualify as <laughs> that's troubled. That's definitely, yeah. And then William is just playing a piano by himself, and Hughes tells him to feel better. Like you know, don't worry, don't stress it. Yeah, you'll be, <laughs> you'll be fine. Will William be fine? I don't know. He he seems like he's got to work up a lot of a lot of backbone there. Uh, but the, uh, let's just finish down. Let's just finish with the downtown downstairs people. Uh, O'Brien uh, Hughes on the offer of marriage. She thinks about it, and she thinks, and she's just like, no. And it's a very sweet little <laughs> montage where she's telling Mister Carson about it later yeah Yeah, she's like telling a story so sweet she you know i think she really has a good episode and we'll get to those rankings later but she really does do a good job and it tells you a lot about her character she cares about the house she loves her job she loves the people that she works with she really does own that mothership role so she can't just abandon abandon the house so and she lets down barnes pretty as well as you can in a graveyard right outside of a church or something I didn't recognize it was a graveyard, but I, it's not it's not impossible. He just goes and, and walks into his own grave. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well go die. The first girl who rejected me, uh, not working out. So, yeah, t- Joe. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, and I love the way she fra- frames it, too. Like, you know, I was a farm girl. I'm no longer a farm girl. Yeah, he was your a downstairs servant. <laughs> you, you know, you really stepped up there, which if you're happy with that. Yeah, she got a place to live. She got a roof over her head. Yeah, good, good for you. Uh, also, Gwen has a couple of... Uh, oh, my God. I, this storyline, I could not care less about. With her trying to be a secretary? Yeah, I don't care. Like, you know, it's nice to pursue your dreams and everything, and it ties into the whole feminism push of the episode or whatever. But it's just like, I, I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care at all. 
Yeah, especially when you know the trajectory of the show that this they put so much emphasis on Gwen. Yeah, I guess that's just the nature of the beast in itself. But Sybil, Sybil, we get a lot more Sybil in this episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's just a good person trying to push feminist rights, and she's gonna help Gwen out as much as she can. And we see that she has a little bit of a common interest with old Tom Branson, the socialist piece of shit, uh, trash, a revolutionary (laughs) chauffeur. He's a socialist, not a revolutionary. I wrote that down. Yeah, they I, get there. They have a nice interaction. Nice, bordering on creepy though, because like he seems like a nice guy and like he he has his own thoughts and everything. But the episode ends with him peering through the window <laughs> at her donning new frocks, and, like, and she's looking back and she gives him a little wink. No, she doesn't. Oh, she looks out no, the window. No, she does not. Uh, you're making no. She does not do this. What are you talking about? <laughs> it just ends with the camera slow zooming on this perv outside the window, looking at uh, Sybil. It's weird. It's so weird. I mean, I guess that's revolutionary for the time. That well, I, I just like the, the geography of this giant house. He has to find the window, and <clears throat> who's to say it's even eye level? He might yeah. be like standing on a box on or stilts or something. And he's like, oh, hmm. <laughs> I like her. Uh, that's one for me. That's what he's saying. Oh my god, that's just too silly. Uh, but let's wrap up the the biggest drama episode. Back to Mary and uh, Mar- Mary catches on to the fact that she might not be the one getting the entail. Right. And she has like a fit. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, she, she, speaking of answering questions, mm-hmm. in her fit, she's crying. Right. And when it's found out why she's crying, she says that she's damaged goods because she took a lover. Yeah. Answering the question of what was it forced or not? <laughs> did it happen or did it not oh, happen? Oh, that, well, that too. She took the lover. She took Kumal Pamuk. Yeah. <sighs> Rest in peace, Pamuk. <laughs> yeah, rest in piss. <laughs> Piece of trash. Uh, but I think that actually, a lot happened that episode, but I think we kind of blazed through all of it, right? We didn't talk about the frog, man. The frog? We talked about Thomas looking in the window. Yeah. But Sybil mm-hmm. is wearing pants. Yeah, like balloon pants, like MC Hammer-esque, <laughs> like, like Aladdin-esque we blue pants. About, we, like... we talked about the perv in the window, but we didn't tell you exactly what he was looking at. <laughs> They're like, why is Sybil so late? What is going on? And, and everyone's all concerned. Mm-hmm. She's wearing pants. <laughs> it's a big deal to be wearing pants back then. Good, 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 good on her. You know, without her, we wouldn't have the MC Hammers that we had in the 90s and uh, balloon pants. Yeah. Is, is that what frocks were called? Like, I mean. I don't, I'm not a woman. Yeah. Nor am, are we in the 1910s. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Things I know what I know what cargo shorts are. I don't know what a frock is, but I guess that's a frock. Things to look into for the next episode. What is a, exactly a frock? <laughs> yes. Uh, but I think it's time. Maybe we get to the power rankings. Sure. Yeah. Because I think we covered everything uh, that uh, worth covering here. Yeah. I mean, this has been a jam. It's a jam-packed episode that really isn't. I was isn't fiercely scribbling notes during this episode. There was oh yeah, so much I, my happening. notes doubled compared to previous episodes, just because there's so many moving pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, I can start with uh, what's who's down. Do we want to do so? so th- our power ranking. Yeah. Bottom okay. number three. Yeah. Who do you got? I got uh, I got Lady Crawley. Cora or the Dowager? No, Lady Crawley's uh, Matthew's mom. Oh, Isabel. Y- yes, Isabel. I have Isabel as well. At three? Yep. Because she thinks she can walk in there and help out uh, 
Mosley, but no, no, not at all. She she could no, she doesn't know what she's doing. And Violet gets a comeuppance on her, which is so satisfying for a second. Yeah. Just, That's I agree. Where we yeah. both agree on this. Yeah. Number two, uh William. Okay. My number two is Daisy. Really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> what? She's getting played. I mean, everybody plays the fool. She's getting I she can't look beyond Mm-hmm. Her infatuation with this rat man who's a troubled soul. Yeah. She gets beaten over the head that he's bad. Right. She gets played. But William like goes through it this episode, man. Thomas just pretty much owns him when he tells him button up in front of Daisy. And he's like, oh, no. And it's like it's like you got caught with your fly down because you weren't buttoned up with your, your thing. Like I'm thinking big picture. Daisy got played. I'm thinking big picture. William's just a morose mess. And when you have O'Brien there as the person to comfort you, man, that that's just too depressing. Well, my number one on the bottom of the power rankings yeah. is William. Okay. All right. That's fair. He had a bad week. He had a pretty rough week. He got shown up by a troubled soul. Yeah. <laughs> he got, he got punked at a, at a fair. Did not get ran the home crying. Yeah. Playing a morose piano song to himself. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, number one down, actually, this is a big down, is Grantham. The Lord? Yeah, Why? Lord Grantham. Because he gets caught out there. He thinks like he's talking big game with Matthew and everything, and the Dowager catches him. His mom. Mary walks in, <laughs> and he's just like, oh, no. <laughs> this, this is just not my day. Like, You think he has the worst episode? I, I think so. Worse than a man who gets turned down. Did you see the look on his face when he saw Sybil and the, the, the frocks there? Was he was he happy about that? He's a confused dad. I I don't know. He's being dad. There's a lot of change going on. He's, I do, he, and he's not a fan of change. And frocks are coming. Dude. The frocks are coming. Yeah, the frocks are coming. Yeah, and his he got punked by his daughters and by his mother. Right, right, and that's the thing. They're lying to him still. He doesn't even know about what's going on. If you were to find out, it could be really bad news for him. So oh, about Pamuk. Yeah, you think Daisy's being played, Grantham's being played, and that's why he's at the bottom. Okay. Yeah. So who who's up for you? Who's number three? Number three is Branson. Thomas? Yeah. What? <laughs> He's got a good introduction. Well, what do you mean? He comes oh, in. Oh, oh, Thomas Branson. I'm thinking of the other Thomas. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> oh, There's Tom. no H-A-N-S. Tom. Not Thomas. Okay. Tom. Okay. He comes in hot. Yeah. He makes friends with the, the head honcho. Yeah. He gets access to his library. Mm-hmm. He starts hitting on his, his prettiest daughter. Yeah pretty successfully yeah and then he he's standing in the window he's a creep man That's I a good, he's got a good episode spoiler he's not my power ranking my power rankings at all no that got no he's a socialist i don't like him. Okay. it's gonna take some time he's a revolutionary chauffeur a revolutionary chauffeur. So, yeah whatever uh number three for me is daisy I don't, I don't care that she's getting played, man. She has, has some very low moments, okay? Pat Moore is very down on her, okay? So let Daisy have what happens, happiness she can get, even if it is from sniveling Mr. Thomas. Mr. Bates says, don't be, but don't be so nasty to her. I don't care. She's smiling for once. How often do we see Daisy smile? A lot. Six seasons. No, I don't think so. Spoiler alert: She smiles. I don't think so, or at least not now. So number three, she's happy. Oh, all right. Yeah, she gets pl- she gets punked. Whatever you so say, man. <laughs> My number two. Yeah, Mr. Bates. Same for me, man. Bates <laughs> is number two, man. He just owns it. <laughs> Anybody that pulls somebody up by their collar and shoves them against the wall and threatens physical violence and is a sweet enough man mm-hmm. to tell. 
poor old punk Daisy that she made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And he's just a sweet man to Anna. And I think another crucial thing this episode that we haven't touched on, this is the first time we see him just walking around the house without a cane. He doesn't have a cane at all on him. Consistency errors. Yeah. Maybe yeah. He's, the limp corrector worked. <laughs> Maybe it did. Like, he threw it away too soon. It really did its <laughs> magic. But, like, he, yeah, when he just walks up to Thomas, and, like, Thomas is like a... Oh, it looks like someone's a chump, and I'm the champion. <laughs> He's just like, shut up. <laughs> I'll knock your teeth in your skull. You, you, you bastard. <laughs> you bastard. Bastard. No, number one. Uh, number one for me is Hughes. Oh, it's, it's a tie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's just a sweet story for her that we don't uh, see that it's a, often. It's a win. Big win for her because she, she's maternal. Yeah. She gets to show her little, you know, femininity. Right. Which is a big thing. Like, Sybil thinks she's making big moves by wearing frocks and getting Gwen a, Gwen a job interview. Sport, but that didn't actually even happen. No, yeah. Freaking Hughes has the power to be like, nah, uh nah, 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 nah. We're not getting married, uh, Bar- Burns. She's an eligible bachelorette <laughs> at she, her age. She's got to be, what, 50? Maybe older? No, 50. I think she's younger than that. Back then, that was hard to keep yourself together as you can today. So you think she's like 35? 48. 48. Oh, okay. So yeah. she's not 50. Yeah. She's a couple months away. <laughs> a couple months? A couple years. Yeah, yeah. 48 months. And she lets a guy down in the graveyard, which is just, you know. 48, 24 so, months. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So well, good, great week for Hughes. Great week for Hughes. So one thing that we have not done, now that yeah. our power rankings are done, mm-hmm. we haven't even said if we enjoy these episodes. That's true. So uh, before we wrap it up, yeah. simple yes or no, was it good? Yeah, I liked it just because of the sheer amount of things going on. It's a very kept, dense episode. Kept me on my toes. Yeah. I me mean, too. Do we want to go back to the, the past episodes? I think three. Great episode. Two. Two is eh. Yeah. And then one. It's just, you know. One is eh as well. Right. It's, it's an it's, introductory. It's we, get, we have goofing around baits. Yeah. But we. Pratt falling. Exactly. But the show's been going upwards, and I can't wait to see where we get with episode five. Even though we already know because we already watched it. But it's been a while. It's been a while. All right. We'll catch you next time. Yeah. On Lords of Grantham.